Hello, welcome back to another week of Makeup, Masking, and Murder. I am here today with a repeat offender. We've got Cami Talbot Bessie. Hello, you guys. Hi, how's it going? How's it going? It's how's going COVID great. Life? It's so great. It's all my dreams came true. Oh, at once. yeah. This year, <laughs> man, really something. Um, yeah. Oh, here we go with the ums again. We're not going to do the ums. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Interesting year, especially in our field as freelancers, makeup artists. Um, if you guys remember, Cami was one of my first episodes, and we talked about how we met on a set with mm-hmm. a spooky ghost yes. and McCune Mansion, all the good things. If you haven't listened to that episode, definitely go back and listen. It's a good one. But yeah, so tell me what's the latest. Um, you know, just making making life as good <laughs> as it can be right now, and mm-hmm. um, I think work starting to pick back up for a lot of people which is awesome and shoots are happening and things are starting to get back to a new form of normal so that's really great um I haven't had any creepy stories happen in 2020 yet you mean you weren't quarantined with a ghost no good I wasn't I was not quarantined with a ghost but I have had but 2019 there was some creepy stories that I can't wait to tell you about (gasps) okay okay so do we Let's let's yeah, stay let's on our on our cycle. Let's do our product spotlight. Perfect. Do you want me to go first? I do this every single time. I'm going to go first. <laughs> go first. So what I'm talking about today, and you've shopped at Lush, right? Mm-hmm. I love um, Lush. Have you ever tried their solid perfumes? No. Amazing. Especially I get headaches with perfumes like none other. Like they're just not... It's too strong to even like, like I use the Marc Jacobs Daisy and I've talked about that on here and that's like the strongest I can handle. And I love these because you like rub it on your wrist, rub it on your neck, you know, whatever. It's got like this nice, fresh aroma. Mm-hmm. Everything at Lush, it's like you smell it when you walk past the store and you yeah. just want to go inside. Yeah. Yeah. So I really dig those. It's tiny. It's almost like a mini, you know, the um, like black track. Mm-hmm. the liner yeah what are those the called? Mac gel, gel liners liner. yeah mm-hmm. it's like the size of that you just rub a little on you throw it in your purse you're good to go oh, well so. and I love those for traveling yeah yeah so easy so easy to have on hand all the time so those run at you know me not doing my research hold on well I need to ask what's your favorite scent, scent? Ooh. so here's the thing I actually took one from Eden and I don't even know what the scent is called but I'll post it on Instagram. Deal. <laughs> but it smells delicious. But they're, okay, literally, $12.95. Perfect. And Eden, like, gave me the leftover of one of hers, and she was like, I've literally had this for a year. And there's, like, still a good amount left. Like, they last a long time. I feel like the scent really stays. Yeah. I wish and all it's probably all, like that. I love when things sure are natural all. ingredients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is probably why you don't get headaches. Yeah. Would with have something those. to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Oh, I'm excited to try. Yeah, you need to try. I, I actually wish I had it in my purse. I you love do love fragrances. Oh, yeah, you do. I know you do. Yeah. How is that? I actually just gave you that Yves Saint Laurent perfume. Yeah. How has that been? Do you like it? Yeah, I really like it. Um, it's the Libra one. Correct? Yeah, it's the Libra one. It's it's um it's kind of like a more sultry version of Juicy. Mm. I would describe it mm-hmm. as like which gives me literal migraines. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I don't really personally love juicy, but this is kind of a nice balance where it's a little bit more of that bergamot and orange. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like it. Good, I do. Does it like 
stay all day? Is it a good? I feel like it stays on all day. It has a it's cool a bottle. It's a nice. Most of mine are always really spicy, musky, even like unisex mm-hmm. or colognes. And so yeah. this is a nice balance because it's definitely very feminine and Love. girly. So Love it. So yeah. what product do you want to talk about today? Um, okay. Well, I'm going to talk about the Tinkle Eyebrow Razor. Love. Um, Have you guys heard of these? I mean, uh, as if they can respond to me right now. Can Can you hear me? me? (laughs) (laughs) They're ghosts. We can hear them. Um, No, so Abby. I hear you. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Abby actually turned me on to this product. Wait, I did? Yeah, you did. I did. You did. I didn't know Well, yeah, you did. Because so I am a little background. I'm 98% British. So that means I have... Wait, 98%? 98%. Oh. Yeah. What's the other 2%? I don't remember. No, I don't not remember relevant. The, not, not relevant to the, <laughs> this. But the point is I definitely have like a peach fuzz face. And okay. kind of, I mean, that's like a very English thing. Yeah. Um, and so the idea of shaving my face was always very, I was very skeptical about it because I thought these girls just don't have a lot of hair. Um, And so I just imagined the way mine would grow in would be crazy. And so I turned down, I think I heard a lot about the Tinkle Razor for a while and I was like, no, it's not for me. It's not for me. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was too risky. Um, (laughs) And then one day I just said, okay, let's try it. And I definitely, I don't have any crazy hair coming in. I don't have any mm-hmm. stubble. I don't have, like, whiskers. Like, all the fear of, like, the hair is going to grow back dark or any yeah. of that. None of that Well, happened. it's more of, like, a like a surface type thing, right? Do you think that's why the hair doesn't really get thicker? Because it's not like it's, like, going for the full follicle, right? I mean, I waxed I... my face as well, yeah. and, it, and it came back soft, too. I think it was because um, I'm a licensed cosmetologist as well, and... I know they said that that's a myth that your hair would grow back mm-hmm. darker, but it's still Man, that it's like a risk. if the myth is true, I'm ruined. High risk, high reward. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, and so yeah, I tried it though, and I have had my hair doesn't grow back thicker, it doesn't grow back darker. Um, I even feel like my I do it at night so that way I can put my serums and my moisturizers mm. on after afterwards. Do you cleanse and go first to bed. though? Yeah, so I cleanse first, dry really well, um, and then I just pull the skin a little bit taut. Taut. And then um, just gently, you kind of on an angle, take the razor and glide down. Grain, with the grain? I can't remember. Um, With the grain. With the grain. Yeah, yeah. Um, So it's great. I love it. I've watched a couple YouTube videos, so I definitely go and check some of those how-tos out if you're interested. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I don't do my whole face. A lot of the yeah. videos were like they did their forehead, their nose. Oh, jeez. Like do everything. you get hair on your forehead? I mean, I'm sure we all do. Do we? I'm like feeling my I'm forehead. Sure Brad's in, feeling his forehead. I'm sure if I look in the sunshine, no. like in the car, we would have like <gasps> baby, baby peach fuzz. No, we'd have eyebrows up to our hairline if it was that, though. Like, maybe the hair stops in our eyebrows. I don't... I I think we have micro hair. I think we have micro hair there. But also, it exfoliates, too. Because I think that's yeah. why people might do it on their whole face. Is for is the exfoliation. It's definitely, yeah. So here's the thing. when I Because I don't have much, but I do it to, like, exfoliate more. But mm-hmm. it kind of makes me break out. I have noticed... 
if so I had a couple recommendations one person told me to use a new razor every, every single time. time yeah and I swear and then another like person told me year. every other time but to clean it with like a 99% alcohol mm. so I've done that but I I still feel like even though I'm cleaning them just use a brand new one every You mean don't time. just throw it in the bottom of your drawer and pull it out <laughs> no, every few months like that's me? A big you no. sure? So I'm not breaking out for any reason? Not at all. I have no idea why. <laughs> um, how often do you do it? So I probably do it every week, two weeks. Okay. Like it depends. I think it depends if I, you know, if I have. Can I feel your face? Sure. I probably haven't so done smooth. it for a week. Okay. Um, but it depends. I mean, if you have like a special event you want to look great for, then yeah. I do it either the night before or like two days before. Um, but it doesn't grow back any crazier. So even if I don't do it for a few weeks, You're it's fine. not. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And they're so cheap. They're so cheap. You How can much? buy, I bought a pack on Amazon that had 12 and I think it was like $12, yeah. $11. They're like a dollar. Yeah. Like max each. Yeah. Rad. Um, I will say though, make sure wear your sunscreen. Like, I mean, you should be wearing these 365 days yeah. a year, but make sure to really wear your sunscreen the next day because that layer of your skin mm, will be taken more off. More sensitive. This is making yeah. sense why it's not working out for me, though. I'm not taking the proper precautions. <laughs> and make sure to do it at night because if you do it in the morning, then if yeah. you put makeup on, it's you have just, that fresh yeah. fresh baby skin. It ain't and it. So I almost even, if I can, I like to do it and give myself one day of wearing no makeup the next day and then... Then the next day would be my big event that okay. I'm trying to glow for. Glow up. <laughs> well, amazing. Well, should we get into it? Yeah. So, Cammie, when did you first tell me this story? It was years ago. It was probably at Roots Cafe. That's because that's our spot. We just that's went to brunch at Roots. We went last time. If you are Salt Lake local, Roots good old Cafe. Roots Cafe. So good. Um, but I remember you telling me this amazing story, and I'm so excited for you to share it. Honestly, guys, Cammy's story is so good. So I'm going to start out with mine because I'm going to be honest. I was kind of like reaching for straws here of like what what's like cohesive with what Cammy's about to talk about. Basically, we're talking about creatures and like their relation to the spirit world, the undead. Mm-hmm. So I thought I would like tap in on some of these creatures that we as society relate to that. So the first one being good old black cats. Ooh. Um, do you like cats? Yeah, cats are great. I couldn't be less I'm of a, a cat person. I'm a dog person for sure, but I won't turn down a cute cat. I'm okay. not allergic. Um, I I am. Well, to be honest, I, sometimes I'm like, am I or do I just not like them? So your I heart's allergic, but I don't your know. body isn't? I don't know. <laughs> it depends because I have had allergic reactions. But also to like, yeah, we don't need to get into this. This is, yeah. So I'm going to talk about black cats. So first of all, are you superstitious of black cats? It depends on where I'm at in my life. Yeah. Like yeah. if one ran across the road as we were driving here, what would you say? I mean, that would be superstitious because we're about to go talk about a black cat. <laughs> so that would be something. Um, but also I feel like I pick up on energy. So it's kind of, I mean, whether it's psychological or not, sometimes yeah. I feel like I see a black cat. I'm like, oh, that is so cute. Hi, oh. friend. And then other times I see a black cat and I'm like, Run. oh no, this is the one they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> 
so I'm terrified of black cats. Like, literally, there was this one night that I was in New York with an old friend, and we were going out, and a black cat ran in front of our Uber, and I was like, we need to turn around. Like, we're not we're not going to where we're headed right now. Like, I cannot. Oh, my goodness. Can't shake that little feeling. So I was looking it up. I was like, why do we have this? And, you know, you kind of always, like, coincide it with witches and all of that, and you, like, figure that they relate. But do you want to know? I how this know really where started. It really came from. Yeah. So yeah. So what's the background on these bad boys? <laughs> In my notes. <laughs> so, so basically, like with my research, I found that the the reputation of black cats started in like medieval folklore. Wow, um, it's that old. Yeah. Yeah, like it's been a long time, but they've been actually long associated with like witches and witchcraft, and it was said that the story began when a black cat was seen running into a house that was thought to be inhabited by a witch. Yeah, spooky. During the Middle Ages, black cats became equated with black magic. Ooh. (laughs) Roaming nocturnal black cats were thought to be witches in disguise, like shapeshifters of sorts. Mm -hmm. Um, And throughout the early... uh, Throughout early 13th century Europe until the 17th century Salem witch trials in Massachusetts, they were actually killed with anyone who's, like, considered to be a witch. So they're, like, doing these witch trials, and they're like, take the cat, too. That's either one of them, or it's, like, the devil with them, or co-conspirators, though, right? Um, I'm, like, having flashbacks to Hocus Pocus Okay, (laughs) thank you, thank you. Binks, is that his name? Yes. Okay, he's actually a really cute black cat. See, this is where the cute black cat comes in. I know. You know they exist. I know. (laughs) Just grab their cheeks. Um, But, yeah, so the funny thing is that's kind of only in America. The black cats? Well, no, that, like, we have a problem with them. What does everyone else say? So in Asia and the U.K., you're going to be lucky for life if you have a black cat. In Japan, you'll have luck in finding love if you spot a black cat. In certain parts of England, a bride will have luck in her marriage if she receives black cats as a gift. Whoa. So just imagine people lining up, just baskets of (laughs) black cats. Just I want to picture, like, in a white wedding dress with, like, 200 black kittens around me. Wait, what a shoot concept. (gasps) I mean, let me call Vogue. Vogue, we're coming for you. <laughs> no, but actually, we should talk about this later, because that'd be sick. Yeah. Okay, anyways, off topic. Not really, but... So, in Europe, <laughs> um, it was said that travelers and sailors would have a safe journey if they brought along a black cat on the ship. Interesting, right? Wow. Also, a cat on a ship seems, like, very discombobulating. Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah, it seems very out of sorts. I mean... I just picture a cat, like... Fought, like the waves crashing. The waves. <laughs> Not I mean, I ideal. don't know though. Cats though, they are like climbers. But would it jump into the water after a fish? Can cats swim? Yeah, I think. Cool. I would. I mean, I think I, so. Can they even get in water? Never mind. Okay, we're we just. Won't go. <laughs> we we got to do some research after this. Yeah. In Scotland, you have prosperity coming if a black cat appears on your doorway or in your doorway or on your porch. In France, something magical is about to happen if you see a black cat. So it's just Americans. And I think that has to, that's because of the Salem witch trials. So, but then good old Italy bringing it full circle. In 16th century, they actually believed if someone was sick and a black cat came in and lied on their bed, that they were like destined for death, that they were going to die. Wow. Yeah. 
So most of the world is like pretty into black cats, except for America and good old Italy. So that's so interesting, interesting right? That's so interesting because yeah. I've never heard anything positive about it. No, but never. I also didn't really know the history of it. So then next up, I'm like, ooh, what else is spooky? Crows. I hate oh. crows. Crows are when a crow flies over you, you uh-uh. get a little bit. You get, you get goosebumps. Yeah, I get a little bit like maybe I'm in Snow White and I'm lost in the forest. Yeah. Yeah, so, well, okay, so seriously, at the apartment in L.A., there are these crows that, like, go perch on this building next to our apartment. I swear on my life, they're the size of golden retrievers. It's, like, the most unsettling. Like, I hate them. They creep me out <laughs> the size so of golden retrievers. <laughs> oh, they're terrifying. Um, so last night, I'm like, okay, so, yeah, what's the story with crows then after we've got this settled history on black cats? <laughs> so I looked up the difference between crows and ravens. Ravens are the ones we should be scared of, first of all. But do you know the difference between them? Mm, not, are ravens bigger? Um, hold on. Well, let, let me just get into what I'm saying, I guess. Because, yeah, I'm here to teach you all this biology, zoology lesson. So, <laughs> We're hang tight. We're ready um, Okay, yes, yeah, so this is what it said. <laughs> and I wrote this so sarcastically, those letters, but... This very snooty site was like, as you probably know, ravens are much larger than crows. Why would I know this? Although you knew it. No, you said crows I, are bigger. No, I said ravens oh, are bigger. Oh, okay. So everyone but knows also, this but I me. think that's just, I don't know. They just, it sounds bigger. The name. The name. Raven sounds. More powerful. Yeah, more powerful. Um, so they travel in pairs, whereas crows travel in like crews, like they're, they're more a pack flock. animal. They flock. <laughs> <laughs> um, their tails are a little bit different. I don't know. I kind of got bored reading about the difference between them after that. I was like, I don't think anyone else wants to know this. But, yeah, so yeah. they're just a little different. So I guess the golden retriever-sized birds are probably ravens, probably not ravens. crows. I'm just curious about, for me, birds, what um, can be scary to me is if they, like, if you look at them in the eyes. What do you mean? Like, well... I was in Big Sur, and these birds came up to eat my food, Mm -hmm. and there was a blue jay and then a woodpecker. I mean, Mm -hmm. beautiful birds, Mm -hmm. which I kind of was like, oh, you're so cute, until we, like, they looked at my food, and then we looked at each other's faces, and then I noticed the beaks, and I was like, okay, that could, like, take off my finger. Like, take off your nose. like Or my nose. Take out your eyes. So then I think I would be curious of Googling a crow's face. Versus a raven's face. Should I look it up? Because I want to see, is a raven... I mean, I just picture him looking creepier. Or like they could, you know. Ugh! I hate these animals. (laughs) Look at that. I'll post these on Instagram. This is jarring. Brad, do you want to see? it's the face. Ew! Look at that. He's out for blood. That bird. Birds, I think, are... They're no, really like beautiful ravens. to watch when they're, I think when they're like floating through the sky and you're like, you know, at the ocean or you're at them. Zion and they're, they're like all just sky rats. beautiful. But then when you actually look at their faces, it's, <laughs> I'm sorry, Brad. it's too much. Pigeons might be sky rats. <laughs> Pigeons are sky rats. <laughs> Honestly, I do not. Ooh, look at that one. I knew wow. it. Ravens are scarier in the face. It has, like, this very distinguished, like, facial hair. Ew, okay. Ew, that one is, that one's coming to eat you. Game over. (laughs) Okay. Game over. (laughs) So, birds are a no-go. Thank you, Alfred Hitchcock, for instilling a very real fear in me as a child, right? (laughs) Um, anyways, 
back to it. So crows actually have like more of a positive connotation. They are symbolizing transformation and change. And this article also said much more than that, a spiritual or emotional change. Mm. Never have I ever seen a crow and been like, wow, good times are coming. Have you? I don't think so. But maybe it's I mean, the connotation. We I just, think we just see a black bird and we just assume it's bad. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how we can really Get change that. that or unless we have binoculars. Yeah. I don't know how we'll find out. How we'll be able to tell the difference. So, now on to ravens, though. So, because of <laughs> its black plumage, croaking call, and diet of carrion, which, do you know what that is? Mm-mm. I didn't know what it was either. Looked it up. Car- carrion? Carrion? Anyone? Carrion? Carrion. It means the flesh of dead animals. What a lovely way to wow. put it. Let's really just soften the Sounds blow. Sounds like right? a real banquet. <laughs> <laughs> banquet. <laughs> Love <Really>? cemeteries. <laughs> oh, I've missed you so much. But so because of this, you know, very nutritious diet, this beautiful croaking song (laughs) it's beady little eyes it's often associated with loss and ill omen yet symbolism is complex as a talking bird which have you ever heard well yeah we've all heard a crow jarring wait is this a raven or a raven (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) um because they're like a talking bird they say that also represents prophecy and insight so i think that's where it's like okay the bad omen plus prophecy means like bad times are ahead yeah um, and yeah, as a carrion bird, ravens become associated with the dead and with lost souls. So definitely if you see a blackbird just in run, a cemetery, the then we know that that's for sure a raven. But also, maybe since know. we can't tell if they're crows or ravens, you just have to wait to see how your life is afterwards. How your life unfolds. So like the next week, you can then look you, at your journal and be like, oh, that for sure was, was a raven. raven. <laughs> Not wrong. Not wrong. So they like gained mythical status because it was a mediator animal between life or death life and death so they kind of like i read some stuff where it was like well like they might like travel between like the afterlife versus now so they're like dimensional birds right um in swedish folklore they actually though are the ghosts of murdered people without christian burials and in german stories they are damned souls not suck you just, like, come out, you live this life, you're a horrible person, and then you're like, what's up, I'm a crow. Or a raven, a I guess. Raven. Wow. I mean... But also karma. Yeah, karma. Karma's a bitch. <laughs> that is the truth. <laughs> Don't become a raven. Yeah. I'm like, going become a crow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into spiritual change and growth. And Imagine if they just, you, like, die, and then you, like, get assigned the wrong one. That would suck. Yeah, that, um, would not, that would be no good. So in Greek mythology, though, ravens were associated with Apollo, the god of prophecy. But they're said to be a symbol of bad luck, and they were God's messengers in the mortal world. So again, that interdimensional type thing. Um, and according to this like mythological story, Apollo had sent a white raven or a crow in some version, so stop messing with us with this. <laughs> like, are they interchangeable? I don't know. Maybe. They might be. They, we don't know. But he sent one down to spy on his lover, which, trust man, we need some boundaries here. Right. Coronas. 
But when he brought back the news that Coronis had been unfaithful to him, he scorched the raven in his fury, turning the animal's feathers black. You know what? Now I'm like team raven. He Don't kill the messenger. It's true. Of course he's that's spiteful. Actually, that's a very good... <laughs> he was just doing what he was told. Yeah, he was just running yeah. his errand. So another story from Puget Sound region describes the raven as originally living in the land of the spirits which that reminds me what's that movie corpse bride they're like land of the living Uh, oh yes 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 oh my goodness um that existed before the world of humans and one day he just got so bored with this land that he flew away carrying a stone in his beak and then when he became tired of carrying the stone he dropped it the stone fell into the ocean and expanded until it firmed the firmament which humans now live on. So shout out to Mr. Raven for literally creating the earth. I mean, he's basically like a king. Yeah. And we we should worship. Yeah, we the should worship and ravens. We should worship both of them. Yeah. So there's my little spiel on some mythical creature. I was going to go into goats, but I'm going to be real. I feel like that could be a whole episode and yeah. kind of dark and goats. We're just going to be light and jaunty today. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about last week. I don't know about that. The stories are going to get creepy. Yeah. So there we go. Mine's definitely a little lighter. I'm excited to like Google some pictures of of these differences and really become a. Really just hone in. We'll just like do these sketch artists. Not a bird chaser, a bird watcher. Oh my gosh. I had to take a bird bird watching class at Waterford in like ninth grade. And first of all, caught swine flu from one of those trips i'm pretty positive that's oh my fine. goodness terrifying but anyway <laughs> we literally had to like know the bird calls like identify the birds it was did you love it or were you frustrated it was better than the bug catching semester oh yep oh you know me on to on, on to, to the bug next. catching oh yeah segue yeah well, that was perfect we didn't even plan on that no, we didn't so yeah um, let's get to it so my creepy eerie stories um, I'm so sorry. Is as I'm definitely someone who's always been kind of a um, I was gonna say hypochondriac. That's not. Hmm. Um, arachnophobia. <laughs> okay, we gotta start this over. Okay, um, I've definitely always been someone who's had like arachnophobia mm-hmm. or claimed that I have it. Mm-hmm. Um, I even joke that like that's why I don't have children is because then I would have to be the one that kills the bugs, mm-hmm. and like that's just that might be the turning point of why I never have kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm teasing, but yes, I definitely have never liked bugs. They freak me out. I can do snakes, I can do Ugh, lizards, mm-mm. I can do all those things, but bugs in all forms are a no. Wait, tell me why you can do snakes, not spiders. Um, spiders are too, like, sneaky. Like, you don't know where Ooh, they but, go. Okay, where but same with snakes. The snake, way their body moves. I literally full body chills right now. I hate snakes. I'm See, and snakes, like, I can have them. Um, I don't know. They just don't. I'll kill your never... spiders if you'll kill my snakes. Okay, deal. <laughs> deal. Or I'll keep. I won't keep your snakes as pets keep? because I'm not, oh. I'm not a snake. No, are you a snake I'm not person? a snake person, but I'm just not scared of them. Really? Have you ever held a snake? Yeah, I've held lots of snakes. What? Yeah. 
And they like okay, don't. I so feel like they're considering this friendship. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they're um yeah. I've just never had a bad experience with snakes. Maybe that's what it is. Okay. I've met a lot of nice snakes on different but, like, shoots. Blink and of them, an eye, like just turns and it just strangles you to death. You know. I mean, maybe? I've definitely had them go around my neck and get a little bit like tighter. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like how. Okay. It's that. It's that. Think of me like I know I need to stay calm and they stay calm and then there's like this. This flow. I wish we could all see my face right now. Um, But anyways, (laughs) I'm really not a snake freak, so we'll just we'll just put it out there. I'm I'm scared of bugs, not of snakes, and um, so of course my life then has been I've had the craziest stories with bugs because that's what happens. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to tell you guys three different stories of staying in hotels and having very traumatic experiences with creatures. Um, so the first one was in Nashville, Tennessee, probably about three years ago. And I was there for work um, for a week. And keep in mind, we were staying in like nicer hotels. So this wasn't like I was staying in the middle of nowhere. Um, and I it was probably midnight. I had just unpacked my bags. I was Um, doing wardrobe styling so I had multiple suitcases of clothing and it was just one of those where I was really tired had to wake up early had everything set out for the entire week felt super organized Um, and then I went into the bathroom brushing my teeth and I see like a giant mosquito that's up on the ceiling and I can't reach it and I'm thinking Mm -hmm. oh this is going to sting me all night and I'm going to have all these mosquito bites. So I grab a can of hairspray to reach it to go <laughs> kill the mosquito. Wait, to spray it or to, like, hit it with No, the no, bottle? no, just to, like, okay. spray it. Okay. Um, and then out of the corner of my eye, I see around the edge of the bathroom mirror frame this, like, thing flutter. And I look and I'm like, oh, never mind about the mosquito. There is, like, I didn't even know what it was. Yeah. I mean, this was also in Nashville and I'm from Utah, but... Um, come to find out it was a like giant red wasp Ugh, that was no, thank you. Uh, camouflaged in the mirror. And I'm telling you the stinger itself was probably, I mean, it was like the size of like my thumbnail, maybe like lengthwise. I mean, it was really terrifying to see it. And I call my producer. I'm like already in my PJs. I call my producer. I literally have sweat dripping down my back as I'm like, Cameron, you need to come over here Cam. now. <laughs> and I was like, there's a, there's this crazy bug. And he's kind of laughing, you know, yeah. like, oh, I can the see makeup artist calling about a bug. And he comes in and he even, I mean, this guy is probably six, four. And he's like, what is this thing? Oh no. I'm like, I don't know. I'm staying in like the kitchenette part of the hotel because I can't even, I'm like so freaked out at this point. Um, He's using an Amazon box, and Shut I up. hear him crushing the box, and he's like, this thing is relentless. That's what he yelled oh back gosh. to me. Like, this was not, this was no, like, normal normal creature from Utah, at least. Yeah. Um, so he leaves. He gets it. We At this point, I still don't know what it is. Yeah. And I'm like, well, great. Let me go to bed now, like, <laughs> as if I can sleep now. And then I go to the bathroom I'm pretty sure I called my husband, cried a little bit, (laughs) then was like, okay, I can do this. I can survive Nashville for a week. Go to the bathroom and look above me. And in the light fixture in the, like above the toilet, it had a wasp nest inside the light Uh -uh. fixture. No. And there was like some, it was like a plastic light fixture. So there's like a crack and that's clearly where the wasp came out of. 
Um, so I was like, nope, 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 nope. New nope. room. New so room. Um, call, you know, producer again, whatever, move rooms. Um, and that that was the beginning of my Nashville, <laughs> my one time to Nashville week. Um, but I think it stung and I Good. survived and, Good. you know, and okay. then come to find out later, it's just a giant red wasp. And I bet that would have hurt. Um, if you got stung. Yeah, I think I, when I Googled it, poisonous? you can actually go, like you could have gone to the hospital for it. I mean, not, I'm sure oh, not yeah. always, but you could. But you could potentially. Um, so yeah, just very creepy looking. Yeah. Um, and then fast forward three months later. This is my favorite story if it's what I think it is. Um, I am so in sorry. Las Vegas. Yep. <laughs> And, oh, P.S., with the um, wasp story, I was on the first floor. This okay. next story, I'm also on the first floor. Um, I'm in Las Vegas in nice hotel, um, off of the strip a little bit. I'm definitely not in, like, where you would expect yeah, things like to be grimy or anything. Um, and I mean, you're not staying at like Treasure Island. Or? I know. I love Treasure Island. Just I've actually never stayed there. I'm totally <laughs> no. Just... I do. I don't think I've ever stayed there either. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I'm in this hotel. Um, wake up in my in the morning on my first morning, and my I was out there for my husband's work. So him and his business partner were gone, and I was there with um, his girlfriend. And we're getting ready in the morning, and I look over, and on the bed I had just slept in, there was a baby scorpion. Like, Mm -mm. the size of probably a penny. I mean, very small. How did you even see that? I have 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 laser vision vision for bugs, because I think they've, I hate them so much that I just, and I just am OCD like that. I think one could literally be inches in front of me, and I probably wouldn't see it anyways, because my eyesight is so poor. (laughs) I would notice it, like... I've had multiple people tell me they hate being around me because I notice everything, every little teeny bug that's ever yeah. in the world. Well, don't want that. So, but not you're great. Doing, but also, you're I mean, doing it's, God's work. It's you're also, protecting it us all. It saved my life when I'm about to tell uh-huh, you this story uh-huh. because it was a bark scorpion. Bark scorpions are the most poisonous oh. scorpions in um, North America. Oh. So, we see this baby scorpion. Thank goodness for having the friend. Because then she grabbed the scorpion, put it in, like, a cup. We flushed it down the toilet. You know, we, at that uh-uh. point, we weren't, I mean, I was a little bit freaked out. But it was also, like, okay, I guess that's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Then, um, that night, <laughs> um, the girlfriend had left and gone. She had an earlier flight, so she had gone home. So it's just me, um, my husband, and his business partner. We're three sitting on the couch, deciding where we're going to go for dinner. And... All of a sudden, out of nowhere, this thing drops on my pant leg. <laughs> Luckily, I'm wearing pants, not even shorts. This thing just falls, and from I just knew. Yeah, from the ceiling. From the gods. Was there <laughs> was there a ceiling fan There was anything? a ceiling fan. Was it on the fan? Yeah, it okay, came. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you where oh, it sorry, came from. Sorry, sorry. I won't. No. <laughs> um, so it, I just immediately knew it was a freaking scorpion. And I jumped up. My, like, credit cards go flying. My oh. phone goes flying. I'm like screaming bloody murder, like <laughs> sure enough, full sized bark scorpion again. How big? Mo- I mean, prob I don't know, three inches. That? Yeah. Okay. And um super gross looking, like kind of translucent and freaky. And what are they like browns? They're like Ew, no, I feel like stuff's crawling. I on me. They, I feel like they're like a booger green. 
Ew. They're like clear. They're just creepy. They're oh, I know what you're talking about. Creepy. I'll post a photo, guys. Um, so luckily one of the guys killed the scorpion. But then we call the front desk and we're like, you know, maybe we need to like move rooms. The front desk acts pretty cool about it. And we're like, okay, hey, well, can we just get clean sheets? Because we found a baby scorpion in our bed this morning. When the um, room service comes to bring the sheets, she was pretty worried. She said, what? Tell me more like what happened. And we explained the scenario. And she said, no. She's like, you guys can't stay here. She's like, we need to move rooms now because if there's baby ones, what happens is they've, the big one came out of the ceiling fan because they live in the walls and then they have babies and they come out of the outlets. So we had to move to a different room. This was, I think we even canceled our last night. We came home early. Mm -hmm. Um, So there was that story. Cute. And so that was great. And then it was like on my way home that I got, I ended up getting the flu and was sick for like 10 days after that trip. And it just was, it was just a rough. Sounds like a good depiction of 2020. Yeah, it was. But what was crazy was it was 2019. It was just preparing me. It was prepping you. Wait, that was in 2019? Uh, no, no, 2018. No. Yeah. 2018. Okay. So for my third bug story. <laughs> you have way too many bug stories. No, I'm, I, that is why I am here on the show today. <laughs> um, I was in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. This one was just this last October, 2019. Was this the trip where like literally everything just kept going wrong with your hotel and stuff? Um, yeah, I feel like the hotel was a little bit. It was a little bit interesting, but also I was there during Voodoo Music Festival, and I yeah. feel like, um, and there, I don't know if you guys remember, there in New Orleans, there was a hard, rec, hard rock hotel that had crumbled, mm. like, during its building process, and this hotel was, like, kitty corner from there. So I think there was a lot of traumatic things going on in mm-hmm. New Orleans around this time, and then the music festival. So, anyways, last night of the hotel, of our week-long stay, um, and I'm kind of thinking, you know, I've... I've got through the, after the scorpion story, I was like, I'm never going to go through this again in a hotel. Mm -hmm. And I don't stay on the first floor anymore. And so Mm -hmm. I thought that was behind me. And then as I went to get in the shower, um, because I have x-ray vision, I drop a towel on the ground and I see a cockroach (laughs) that just kind of fluttered because cockroaches apparently fly too, which is so disgusting. Oh, cute. Um, And so this one is probably, again, like two inches and um two inches mm, probably an inch and a half that long yeah i mean this is again this is in the south i mean both of all of these when i actually wrote them down i said well that makes sense one's in las vegas one's in nashville one's in new orleans Mm -hmm. so as much as i sometimes don't love living in utah about bugs i do because we don't really have a lot of bugs here um so there's there's that that happened i mean there's nothing to too crazy with that except that you just shouldn't find a giant cockroach in your hotel room no hate that well i okay so this is where this is what i really want to tap into is your (laughs) portland story because this one this one i feel like was like the connection to like these two portals like this is like a spiritual connection of sorts yeah this is from what i know this is like the raven where it goes from the land of the the living living to the the land of the dead So tell um, this story. Okay, so this was, well, actually probably the oldest one. So I, this was probably 2015, like, 16. Yeah. Um, I was in Portland and... Were you guys married yet? Yes. 
No, no I had just barely gotten engaged. Okay. And me and my husband were at this really kind of ritzy, bougie lounge. Um, and we were having this really in-depth, deep conversation about all the things in life that we had recently let go of and things mm-hmm. that were kind of like limited limiting beliefs and mm-hmm. um, how to move forward. And just, you know, where you have those deep those conversations deep. with someone that everything is just, all the dots are connected. You just feel like tapped in. a positive in. way. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, so, right, I mean, the, we're probably having a conversation, I would say for a good two hours, like mm-hmm. hour and a half, and um, where, like, you know, the waitress is kind of annoyed with us, and we're just like, whatever, we're in the middle of a conversation yeah. right now. And then next thing I know, after we get to, I mean, the peak of our conversation, I should say, I look over behind me and there is the creepiest bug that I still don't know what kind it was. It was probably maybe an inch and a half, two inches long. It was kind of clear, see-through color. And it reminded me of almost like what's not a caterpillar. What are those same? Centipede? Yeah, like a centipede. But that had, like, a mean face. Ew. Like, it was just, I don't even know what it was. Okay. So we see that, and we're, like, after having all this deep conversation, we're, like, we got to go. Like, <laughs> it's a sign. It was almost like I felt like everything I was saying that was holding me back in life that I actually released out of my body and was ready to put behind me was, like, sitting right there. And I was, like, got to go. Yeah. So we, like, ran outside of the um, lounge, and we go out, and we end up in, like, a block party. We didn't even know that the streets had shut down. And it was amazing because then I hear echoing the Circle of Life song from Lion King that was playing at, um, I think it's called Jones. Um, It was like an Jones's, an 80s Mm -hmm. club that's in Portland. And so we just literally ran from like this bougie lounge to then just like this straight up 80s club and just danced all night long. And it was so fun. Um, Did you feel like lighter? Oh, yeah. I felt way lighter and also just felt... I mean, it's just those moments where, whether it was coincidence or not, it was just, like, surreal. Like, we were so... coincidence. It was just, yeah. It was definitely a moment where I think I felt very connected to my fiancé at the time. Like, kind mm-hmm. of, like, those moments where you're in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Everything's lined. Um, yeah. And then, oh, so why I don't know what kind of bug it was, was then later when we Googled, like all the different descriptions of what we remembered because obviously we didn't like take a picture of it yeah um we never found any sort of bug that like looked like what it was like it was just one of those where it was just this creepy thing that appeared out of and i mean we were sitting on like velvet lounge yeah like why would a bug like and also like portland and on the second we were on the second floor it's because we had to walk i remember we had to like walk downstairs to get um out outside and so it's not even that we were on ground level mm-hmm. and so yeah it was just everything about it yeah didn't really make sense um but yeah so i mean there that's four kind of traumatic yeah. out of <laughs> have you out looked, of this world stories have you like looked up anything with this like why do i see bugs or like um, i know you do like a lot of spiritual like reading you yeah. know stuff like that have you ever come across anything that kind of coincides the two or I feel like I have um, probably before any of, um, I like I feel like it was before I met my husband. Um, so years ago, I feel like I looked up things about what it means when bugs come mm-hmm. across you. And I can't remember if either, 
it wasn't good. So that's why I just <laughs> caught, like, stopped looking at it yeah. or if it just creeped me out more. It's kind of one of those things where I think with bugs, the more that I um, play, what's, oh, the more, like, I, I play, like, something. ignorant. Oh, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. No, absolutely. Then that, so I think I don't really look them up too much because even sometimes, like, I can't even watch. I know there's the one scary movie. You've probably seen it. The one that's mm-hmm. about spiders. I think it's called, like, arachnophobia. I haven't seen it. Or so, Like, things like that I can't even indulge in because they literally just, I will try to go to bed at night and yeah. it will haunt me. And so I'm yeah. just, I don't really look too much about, yeah. look up too much about it. Yeah. Well, actually, interesting, and this is kind of like a more positive note, but I'm sorry, I'm not being rude on my phone. I'm pulling up this photo to show you. My family went to the ranch over Memorial Day, and we took this family photo, and I'm, like, looking through them, and I notice this, which I'll post this picture, guys, on McKenna. Look at that. Wait, is that a dragon? Oh, my gosh. Right? (gasps) The most beautiful big butterfly, you guys. Huge. So, I, like, you got to show Brad. So I literally, like, no one in the family notices it. It's only in one photo. But I'm like, well, was it on the sweatshirt? But then it's not in any other photo, so obviously wasn't. Wow. So I, like, text the family. And hold on, let me find the exact text. But I was like, has anyone, like, did anyone notice this? Like, and so Jenna, my sister, looks it up, and she said, in Chinese symbology, a white butterfly symbolizes the soul of a departed loved one and means you're being watched over and protected. <gasps> oh and, my goodness. And um, if you guys don't know, my sister's from China. So, like, even cooler that it's, like, this yeah. Chinese symbol. And But, yeah, I just think, like, all of the creatures and the whole earth. And I've gotten very woo the last few months. But, like, <laughs> it's just all connected, whether that's in a positive or negative way. But it's I really agree. interesting to hear that. And, yeah. I mean, there's definitely, I've had, I did have quite a few positive experiences with dragonflies mm-hmm. um, for a couple years. Where now, I mean, now when I see them, when it's very special, but there was like a moment where I was like really struggling and I think I saw a dragonfly at least like mm. every day, if not like groups of them that really? would like swarm around me. Yeah. And dragon, I know dragonflies also offer their like very spiritual, positive creatures. Yeah. And so I think there's... There's positive, it's whatever, there's negative. It's whatever you choose to look at it yeah. as. And Well, and I think different creatures, again, symbolize different things, but also mm-hmm. it's an interpretation thing. Like, the black cats, for us, were, like, witches. And yeah. And the UK's, like, money. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, wow. Fun. So. Big biology, zoology, all the ologies all the things, lessons. Uh, yes. <laughs> Well, fun. I'm so happy to have you back oh, again. Thank you and so much for having me. This I has been so fun. Okay, well, I love you. <laughs> thank you guys so much for being here, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. This episode of Make a Masking and Murder was brought to you by me, your host, Abby Evans, with special thanks to our amazing production manager, Brad Newfeld. Our theme song and music are written by David Evanhoff, owner of David Evanhoff Sound Designs, with vocals by the amazing Emily Starr and David Evanhoff. 
Thank you to this amazing team and all of our wonderful guests. And don't forget to go rate and review on Apple Podcasts and visit us on Instagram at, at Makeup Masking and Murder. And we will see you next week. Thank you.